I watched A Night in the Show from 1915. Though I'm trying, I'm still not seeing what most everyone else seems to see in Charles Chaplin. And granted, this, like the other films of his I've watched, is a very early effort. So I have very high hopes that his later work is going to be better. But this feels just like the other ones, a very forgettable film that's only worth watching because Chaplin starred in it and this time he directed it too. The plot, as far as there is one, is that an obnoxious guy goes to the theater for a night of vaudeville acts and he acts disruptive. That's pretty much it. Why he isn't thrown out, we'll never know. But despite stealing seats from other patrons, punching a conductor, punching members of the orchestra, stealing an instrument, punching ushers, punching theater goers, going on stage and assaulting performers, assaulting the stage manager, doing all kinds of other things, they let him roam the theater at will, sitting where he wants to sit. He throws pies, he gets into fights, and he's just a disruption. There's a subplot, I guess you can call it that, which features Chaplin in a second role as a tramp, sitting in the nosebleeds with the other poor people. He pours some beer on the patrons below. Eventually, he gets a fire hose and sprays the performers in the audience. And the film ends with the obnoxious chaplain being sprayed with water by the bum chaplain. That's it. Chaplin acts very aloof, almost to the point of seeing days. Like, it's hard to really get a beat on what he's trying to do. Nothing he does really makes sense. It all feels very random. The film is full of pratfalls, pious to the face, lots of fat people for us to laugh at, shenanigans and sight gags that probably did delight the audiences in 1915. But I really was left feeling like I wanted more. On the other hand, I haven't really seen any comedies yet that feel fully formed. And it feels like comedy was lagging very far behind drama and action movies at this point in cinematic history. So maybe I'm being too critical of Chaplin simply because he's Chaplin. If I had seen another comedian, I might have just thought, okay, it was a standard comedy. I think I expect more from him because of his reputation. And I'm still very sure that as I see later films of his, they're going to get way, way better. Back then, directors and screenwriters they really hadn't found their footing when it came to bringing laughs to the big screen. Or maybe the modern tastes are so different that the directors of the era were knocking it out of the park in terms of what their audience wanted, and it's only my modern sensibility that's making me think they missed the mark. So who knows? I'm keen to watch more Chaplin. I watched it on YouTube. I shared the link. And actually, my indifference toward this film actually reminds me of something I've been meaning to mention almost since the very first podcast I did. And it's something I assume would show up in a comment or anyone to comment on my podcast. I notice I have subscribers, but not a lot of, not, no commenters, no, one, no conversation. As an aside, feel free to comment. I realize podcasts don't generally generate that much in the way of audience interaction due to how they're consumed. I wouldn't be surprised if almost everyone listening is driving right now or maybe working out. But I'd love to see some discussions below the written transcripts of the podcasts on Substack. So I don't know if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Google. I know it's all over the web at this point. But if you want to leave a comment, go to Substack and have your say. But back to my point. If there were comments, I think at some point someone would ask me why I don't have a rating system in place for films. 
And my answer is I don't really know how to rate films. I can tell you I liked a film, or I loved it, or I didn't like it, but I find it very difficult to compare films, which is what ratings inherently do. If I rate films on a scale of 1 to 5, the implication is that two movies rated 5 are about equal, which is seldom the case. I'd give all sorts of movies a 5. I'd give Citizen Kane a 5. I'd give The Jerk a 5. But I don't... I love both films, but I don't think... I, I think clearly one of those is a better like film with a capital F than the other. You can decide which one. But... Wherever you stand on the Charles Foster Kane versus Nathan R. Johnson debate, the fact doesn't change that five stars means something different depending on the movie. And it's impossible to communicate what it means within a traditional film rating system. I'd love to hear what you think the perfect system is for rating movies. Maybe I'll agree and I'll implement it. Another problem is how to rate films that aren't great films, but are great for what they are. A film can be great as a small-budget, niche-genre type of film, but it can't compare with a important film from a big studio, if that means anything. I mean that, like, a film could be doomed to never earn a five. Like, there is some, like a Godzilla movie. There's just no way a Godzilla movie can earn a five as compared to all movies ever made. But if... Some particular Godzilla film is the absolute best, the best kaiju film, like the best movie about giant monsters smashing Tokyo. Then shouldn't that get a five, even if it can't hold up to like Fellini's best? Because that's that's where I have the problem. Is the best possible Godzilla movie? If I give it a five, then I give Fellini a five. What am I saying? Am I saying that Godzilla versus Megalon is as good as? whatever the the i i just i could go on and on but something seems wrong with a system where a movie can't receive a top mark simply because of the type of movie it is so there you have it that's why i'm not rating the films the best i can do is tell you i liked it i loved it eh, it wasn't that good i hated it next i'm gonna watch the cheat from 1915 directed by cecil b demille <laughs> 